Hey, everybody, it's 6 o'clock. You know what time it is. What time is it? It's Geek Chat time. Yeah, uh. thank you so much for tuning in to our show on MixLR. We are uh, your weekly podcast dedicated... Ooh, p- weekly podcast dedicated to... Uh, all things geek and comic book related. I'm your host, Desmond, and with me as always is... Rich. Yay, and uh, we have a new location. We are we are coming to you live from the Batcave uh, with Bruce Wayne. He is out uh, stopping the Joker, I think. Alfred's making us something to yes, eat Alfred is, Alfred is making us food. But, but yeah, we're at a new location. It's great. It's cold. It's cold. It's chilly. It is the Batcave. But, uh, but regardless, thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, first and foremost, want to thank our sponsor, Whatever, uh, located in the Castro. Rich, what's that address again? Located at 548 Castro Street, between 18th and 19th. Yes. Home of the Whopper. I mean, that's Burger King. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> mm, Burger, King. Burger King. Anyway, and um, also wanted to say thank you to our DJ 4AM. Hope you're listening. Um, I hope you can hear it. We had a bit of a sound trouble, so hopefully you're 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 getting the um you're getting the uh the background music. And if not, it will be on uh the um podcast version. Uh, the podcast version, which we post uh, every Tuesday. So even if you're not able to make it uh, to listen to it now live, you can hear it on our SoundCloud page, which is uh, go to SoundCloud. And uh, search the Geek Chat. We are also going to be uh, soon putting all the episodes up on iTunes. So on the stay iTunes. on the iTunes. Yes. So please stay tuned for that. We have a lot of big things coming up. Um, some we have an, a huge announcement, and mm-hmm. we will get to that later during our uh, our book review. I uh, want to say thank you to all the people who um, who uh, gave us feedback. We're going to try to uh, implement some of your, if not all of your, uh, your suggestions, because we really want this place, uh, we really want this to grow. So, so thank you so much for taking the time, you know. So without further ado, let us get into, uh, the books that we liked. Uh, but first and foremost, Rich, you'd never guess what happened to me, uh, the other day when I woke up. What happened? I, I, so I, I wake up and I listen to the radio, you know, I go to sleep to radio, listen to, I wake up to the radio. And on the radio, I heard a, a commercial, an advertisement for <gasps> the Black Vortex. It was bizarre. I was like, what the hell? Why, why, why is, is the Black Vortex on my radio? And what? yes, it was an announcer. And he was talking about how the X-Men and the Guardians of the Galaxy uh, are teaming up in order to stop. Did he sound like that? He did. And he's on the radio? And he's on the radio. There's hope for me yet. And he was like, oh, you know, the, the Black Vortex, you know, the, the X-Men and the Guardians of the Galaxy must team up to stop the Black Vortex. But what is the Black Vortex? So I was just like, hot damn, Marvel is, is actually going to the radio to, to produce their uh, commercials. To, uh, do commercials? I guess. It was it's very interesting. And it's kind of really cool because comic books being on TV and in movies and now on the radio. Yeah. I mean, it's when you have, what, over over 30 plus uh, properties in development uh, through uh, through various media channel cha- channels. Um, it's only right that you, they have to start advertising them. But the fact that it was like I in my in my you know thirty plus years of um, reading comics, I've never heard of comics being advertised on the radio. Oh my god, I know. In my twenty years of living, I've never heard that. Yikes! Yikes. So, what did you think of the Black Vortex after you finally read it on Wednesday? Um, I okay, so. I went into the Black Vortex not knowing anything about what possibly could, you know, what possibly this story could be about. Okay, I literally just was like, 
what they're, they're doing a, a book i thought the big the big push was for secret wars so i really didn't know what to think about it i really didn't you know all i knew was humphreys was doing it uh mcginnis was doing the um the was art. doing the art and i'm always oh, i've been a huge mcginnis fan for a very long time his superman was amazing and i was like okay i'll take a look at it you know it's uh you know they're not second tier characters especially not any especially not the gardens of the galaxy not anymore, not anymore. After movies so i thought okay and and I have to say, I was really intrigued by what was going on. You know, you think Humphreys is uh, Humphrey is known for you know putting a lot of uh, stuff into the book that can be a little um, sci-fi, mm -hmm. you know. And I was thinking, okay, I'll give it a chance. And I have to say, I really like the characterization of of the various um, characters that were in it. Like, I really this book is the book that's going to get me to read Star-Lord. Really? Yeah, because the inner You're going to have to to follow it. Well, no. That they're no, smart. No, no, no. But the thing about it was was I was thinking, okay, Guardians of the Galaxy, and then they did a Star-Lord solo because the movie came out. And I tried it, and I was like, okay, it's just Han Solo in space. So I was like, eh. But the interplay between him and Kitty, I thought that was very interesting. Yeah, you'd want to read the last couple. They tried to have a date night, and the date night hologram. It was, it was a really fun issue. So before we go any further, I just want to say we're talking about the Black Vortex from Marvel Comics. It's written by Sam Humphreys, penciled by Ed McGinnis, with additional pencils by Chris Anka. We got four inkers on this thing. Chris Anka, Mark Farmer, who's been doing things forever, Jay forever. Listein, and Mark Morales. Uh, the colorist is Maite Garcia and Marcelo okay, Mialo. Oh, Mialolo. Something like that. Um, I want to say it sure. was a pretty good, pretty good number one. So I, I I liked how they basically explained what the Black Vortex is right off the this, bat in this in this Alpha issue. Yep. It's not a number one. It's just an oh, Alpha. An Alpha. Yeah, it's just the Alpha issue, which was kind of like the 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 way they were able to you know charge you five bucks for a book and it's like okay but it is fine. chapter one but it is chapter one you know and it was bigger like it's it, it's bigger than a, than a than a normal 22 page comic which i liked and and it you really get characterization from from all of the different teams that are a part of it and well, someone has something to say even if it's a joke the nice thing is almost well i'm pretty sure almost everyone in this book gets some kind of dialogue no one is in the back but I, I just like the interplay between the teams, even though even though there's there's some craziness going on, um, and and it all starts with Kitty and and um, and Star Lord, uh, Jason stealing the Black Vortex from from these villains, and they take it to the X Men, and you find out that the Black Vortex, uh, you can realize your ultimate potential. It's yeah. pretty much what it's about. And then when you see the storm ultimate. Potential, oh, my God. She looks amazing. Yeah, it's really, you gorgeous. know, but but interlaced between these is a really is a cautious tale of how the Black Vortex was created and how it destroyed uh, this this uh, this species. The Viscardi. Yeah, the Viscardi. And it makes you think that maybe this maybe this Viscardi is not dead yet. But anyway, but it, it has this cautionary tale about what happens when you wish ultimate power and and it comes true i i again i thought the the character the characterizations of the people who are who are um in this story was really good it seems very down to earth what did you think of all the jokes i liked it this thing was it, they some of them fell a little flat but otherwise for the most part 
Very I mean, funny as well. So you get a little sci-fi, you get a lot of superpower, uh, and then it was it was funny to read. And yeah, them playing D and D, intergalactic D and D, things of that. Well, again, it just speaks. Oh, and, and when they all when the teams meet up, you get to see like because you know this. Um, they they had a uh, the the O five um, met the Guardians of the Galaxy before, and they had a they had a pretty you know funny time you know. Um, the first time that they met and and when um when kitty when she was the professor for the for the O five and she guess she still is Professor K. Professor K when she meets uh Star Lord or Jason. So it, Peter. it, it had uh, Peter, Peter, thank you. Jason is his Because she is she's had four three Peters. Yes. Well according to this four Peters in her life because her, her hamster was Peter and there was Peter uh, Wisdom, Pete Wisdom and you know Peter Colossus. What is it with her and Peters? Keep well, it clean. Never mind. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, um, and then and then the final page, which really sets it off, uh, is really good because one of the heroes um, falls victim to their to their greatest desire. Yeah, and it was someone that I did not expect. The, the thing about this book was it didn't it didn't play it played a little bit by the numbers, but at the same time, it was. Um, it gave me it gave me enough to kind of want to come back and to see what was going on. Yeah. The art was good, was was very good quality art. Humphreys, again, again, I keep saying about the characterization because this each person when they said something, it kind of played off of something else. So there was a lot of people playing off each other. Mm-hmm. A lot of people, you know. Um, Sometimes it's very hard to manage a cast this size, and I thought Humphreys did a very good job. Yeah, because then you get all you know, you get the the bad guys get involved, and it's gonna be a it's just a lot. It's gonna be fun. It was a lot to it was a lot in the first issue, but it as as a, as a first issue of this of this saga, but it was not overwhelming. You know, I was not overwhelmed by it at all. I find Bobby. I think he's annoying as an adult and as a child in this. He's I much more him, charming. Oh, I was going to say more annoying. No, I I really like all three different characterizations of Bobby that we've had so far. Well, actually four when you talk, when you think. Well, five. Oh, my God. There's been five different th- throughout the 05 being in the in the future and the current. There has been five different iterations of Bobby. Do you realize that? How? Okay. So we have we have Bobby that is currently the kid. No, 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 no. We have we have Bobby that is the currently adult. in the six one six, the who's adult okay. Bobby, who's finally, after all these years, learning to kind of control his powers. Which I think was a huge waste. Has been a huge waste of the character, and I think that they didn't really know how to do it, or he's he, he's stuck in that perpetual uh, Jimmy jokes, Olsen. Sir. Yep. You know, Jimmy Olsen kind of. Anyway, so you have that Bobby. You have O five Bobby, the kid, the kid coming forward, and then when you had War of the Atom. Battle of the Atom. Battle of the Atom. You had the uh, golem guy. The golem Bobby. That was made by the ice Which wizard. was made by old Bobby. Yeah. So, so who's the fifth? Uh, the fifth was the was the uh, when he met the ultimate universe Bobby. Oh, that's right. So we have seen. So 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 the. Time in Marvel, we've seen five. We've seen five. And o- five, the O5 Bobby, the young Bobby, has seen all these different iterations of himself. What do you think about it? That's nice. Wow, what if you saw five versions of you? I'd I would be freak scared. out. I'd be like, oh my God. I know some of them were like skinny. So I just, <laughs> <laughs> so, oh my God, you're skinny. What did you do? So doesn't, you remember uh, Excalibur? First thing I thought of was Widget. Remember when Widget turned into that? Oh my God. First thing I thought of is when Widget turned into that 
almost humanoid thing that had the he had the body kind of like this. First thing I thought of when I saw it. I have no idea. I, I didn't even think about it until you mentioned that. I mean, wouldn't that be awesome if it turned out that it was Widget? <gasps> oh, my God. No, they're not going to do that. Of course not. I mean, no. come on. That would be bizarre. So, Rich, uh, that was mine. What was your? What was one of your books you want to talk about? You know. You got to speak into the mic, dear. I know. I'm trying to decide what I want. So, we talk about Ms. Marvel. We talked about her last week. We talk about her off and on. I had a father and his young daughter come into the store this weekend, and they wanted something. She wanted something, you know, to read, to get started. And the dad asked about Ms. Marvel because, you know, you don't – her outer appearance doesn't look like most of the other heroes you see with giant boobs and, you know, skin showing everywhere. And I showed and coloring. Her, and, yeah, and I showed her – I showed him um, the inside, you know – what it's about explained much more loose than uh than uh apina's uh much uh, more what that's his name right oh apina is his last name right that's how you say his last name no this guy's a Dolph uh, alfan afana afana sorry mm, you're sorry. thinking of uh, uh i know Jer you're thinking of jeremy opinion yeah yeah sorry no, this is, yeah sorry person. um this is a great book. It's rated T. I was shocked when I saw the rating. It's T plus. I don't know why it's T plus. You want to know? I think it's, and I explained to him. Because I really don't know why. Because of even violence. still, even still, that's not a violent book. No, it's not. I think this is a good choice for a, a new reader, especially a teen reader. Why? A young teen. It teaches you to a want to be a good person, help people, and to embrace who you are. And that is what we're at uh, number 11 of the Ms. Marvel series. It's wrapped up its second arc. And it is really becoming one of my favorite books to read. I'm going to be really sad, though, if the artist does leave the book. Um, the, the jokes in this, we were talking about the jokes in um, The Black Vortex. G. Willow Wilson writes some pretty funny stuff, too. Uh, yeah, I want to I see what else you know she has coming down the pike. Well, she's doing the X-Men right now, the female X-Men. She's writing that, the arc in that. Oh, okay. Uh, and then she says she has a, a another project she can't talk about yet. But this wraps up the arc, and, you know, you meet the inventor, and the fact that uh, he's a bird, but don't call him a bird. It was a very good but even issue. That, but it, and it wraps up. It wraps. It, it really wraps up everything that's been happening since, a lot since, the, she, since yeah. she got her powers. And that's the nice thing, you know, Remember back in the day, Chris Claremont, we're going to go back here, way back in time. Chris Claremont would let a thread run 20 years, 10 years. Above 10. Here, G. Willow Wilson's like, or is that is her name, right? G. Willow Wilson? Yeah. She's like, um, yeah, we're going to wrap this up. But but not all of it. There's enough that you are gonna want to come back. Well, because you they yeah, they even allude to like there being other inventions. Oh yeah. About what's going on? And I, someone bigger. And someone bigger. Like who who is this? Is is, is this always the, the the villain? Um, I thought, I thought uh, the her perspective was really, uh, was very strong. Mm -hmm. I thought she she writes a very strong character. Straight, a and strong I, female. Especially a, a strong female uh, minority character who um, is coming to grips at, at the core, and I think this is why you don't really—it's the 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 fighting is so—it's not comical, but it's it's not um, it's not very like you know 
high stakes. Like this is not like she's not fighting Ultron or something like that. Uh-huh. You know, she's fighting a, a a a morphed bird type of person. But it really is about, and which is what I like about it, it really is about uh, her coming to grips with with the fact that she is a superhero. Yep. You know, and when she realizes in this book, you know, when she asks, she, she one of her friends gets captured, um, you know, because the, the, the story is, is, you know, kids are coming, runaways are coming up missing and, and they're being experimented on. And when she sees that one of her, her best friends is getting, is becoming, uh, is getting ready to be experimented on, you know, she, she loses it and she's like, Oh my God, I have to, I have to find a way to do this, you know? And she couldn't fight, fight the machine. And then she had to like use her powers more strategically and seeing her, you know, defeat it. And then, and then talking about like inclusion and we all have to work together. Uh, we can do anything. And then when her, uh, when her friend or when the police came and they're taking her away, her friend away, she was like, well, do you want to ride with her? And she's like, Oh no, I can't, you know, I, I can't go. And she starts to realize that no, you know, she can't go because she has a secret identity. Yep. She she is living a dual life and it's like it's something it, she she wanted to be a hero but now that she's doing it, she realizes there's those those little hurdles. You, you but you don't really see nowadays you don't really see a, a superhero doing that. I was going to bring I, I want to just jump on that point about not seeing it. The other thing that this book does that not a lot of other books do is it's about community. Yes. It's about, yes it's a, it's, it is. It's a street level it's not cosmic. It's not fighting like you said. She's not fighting Ultron. She's fighting for her community. Mm-hmm. She's fighting within. And it's really a different kind of Marvel book. Like you have Daredevil, who, you know, he's in San Francisco, but it's still not a. Com- like, who goes after kids? Who goes after those lost kids? It's always something that, look at, you know, gets looked after or looked over. So yeah, it's a, just another reason why this book is so good. And then, uh, so what do you believe the future of this book is? You think they're gonna uh, they're they're gonna stop it once um once Secret Wars happens and they're gonna relaunch it? I really hope that they don't. I really I hope really that hope, it. I think she'd be the perfect person. Here she is. She just got her powers. She finds out she's an Inhuman, and all of a sudden the whole world goes to hell. And I would love continue it on through, make it one of their whatever battle thing they're going to call it but have it from her perspective what's going on you know she sees nine different versions of spider-man fighting themselves but there's only one version of her that we know of that we know of so i just want to say the book we're talking about is ms marvel by marvel comics it's number 11 it is written by the fabulous g willow wilson art by adrian alfana color art is ian herring lettering is vcs joe Karamanga, and uh, well, Chris Anka does the cover art, which is odd. I don't know why the main guy doesn't, but still, it's a this cover has nothing to do with the book either. Well, let's just uh, yeah, you're right. You're it right. doesn't. I know. Um, so the next book we want to talk about, or the next set of books, is two books because you really kind of read, you kind of really, you really kind of got to read them together. And it's uh, Earth Two Worlds End. So you have Earth Two, the main book, and then you have Earth Two Worlds End. And it's very interesting because because you're getting this story uh, five times a month. Sometimes, sometimes, yeah, because because what's happening now is it seems like Earth Two has has now become. Uh, this world's end story and then the earth 2 title which is uh earth 2 uh, world's end is at issue 18 
Um, and Earth 2, the main title, is uh, at issue 31. And the the world's end storyline has encompassed the whole the whole of it. So you're actually, you know, for for uh, five bucks, you're getting quite a bit of story, you know, and an introduction to what's going on on Earth 2. Um, and you really need to read. It's very interesting. So so the week that Earth 2 World's End and then the, the, the main book, Earth 2, comes out, you really need to read Earth 2 first yep. before you read the Earth 2, the World's End book. You know, just... Just something to think about, you know, the next time you are uh, wanting to pick them up. I personally love this story. I have been a huge fan of, of the Earth 2 because I like I like legacy characters. You know, I I was a huge fan of JLA uh, when Jeff Johns was writing it. JSA. Uh, JSA, sorry. And and I really liked that because it, it melded the original aspects of uh the golden age characters with modern with, with, with their and some silver and some silver age and and their uh modern counterparts and i really liked that juxtaposition of like the old and the new and so we're getting that like i'm getting that out of earth 2 because in earth 2's uh history um it mirrors um uh the normal earth the uh, new earth the new, new earth the not two. called New 52 Earth. Yes. Uh, it mirrors that except for one difference. Um, when Apocalypse... Dark Side. Sorry. I want to say Apocalypse. <laughs> when Dark Side... I'm thinking about it. When Dark Side attacked this Earth, uh, the Trinity was killed. Um, and so the legacy characters needed to take over. Or new champions, miracles, what they're called, had to take over. And so it's told from their point of view. And, and, and Dark Side is back. And this is what the story is about. World's End is, is Dark Side is coming back, and and uh, Apocalypse is is orbiting the Earth, and Apocalypse is trying to take uh, uh, um, Dark is trying to take over uh, the Earth, and so the the heroes are 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 resisting and trying to fight, and it's been all different types of uh, weaving, and the tale has been very very engrossing in my opinion. Lots it's, of death. Yeah, lots of death, lots of changes, you know, and 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 I really like how. Um, the Green Lanterns and the emotional spectrum have been redefined. You know, it's all all of the, uh, you know, there's five different colors, but they're all aspects of the Earth. You know, the Green Lantern is, 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 is representative of Gaia itself, and then there's air and water, fire, which is um, and rage. Animals. And then animals. And uh, red is, is the animals. And then there's decay, so it's which is gray. So it's just a very interesting way they did it. So in Earth 2, the first book that you're supposed to read, you know, is uh, is written by... Um, it's always, is it in the back? No, it's on the second page. Just turn it. It's very weird where they, where they put some of these credits books sometimes. It's very bizarre. Um, so this is written by... Under your thumb. By uh, Daniel Wilson and uh, Marguerite Bennett and Mike Johnson. And the pencilers... There's three different pencilers. This is Andy Smith, Trevor Scott, and Cliff Richards. And the colorist is Peter Pantazis. And letter is Travis Lanham. And yeah, um, and this one is specifically about Dr. Fate. The Dr. Fate uh, in this world is, is an ever-powerful Naboo, and he has... Uh, this guy named Khalid, who is his uh, host, uh, um, 
Naboo lives in the helmet, Dr. Fate's helmet. And when when he puts it on, it kind of drove crazy a little bit, but didn't. Um, and so he's uh, Dr. Fate can fight and, and can stop, um, can try and stop uh, Darkseid. So it's a story about um, him going to dark, going to Apocalypse and trying to stop, or or um, not really stop, but but try to halt what's going on on Apocalypse. Um, and he gets, and uh, Naboo gets uh, because he's he, Naboo's greedy, and he he, he, he found sees a, someone better. Yeah, he, he sees I found a better someone host. better. I'm leaving you. I found someone better. And Pretty that's much. What happens. And uh, and, and then the, what happens? The greed gets him. And, yep. And and you fi- I finally get to see. Uh, Khalid be really like a strong person because he's always been in in in, in the original um, iterations of him he's really been very weak and a pawn to Naboo yep. and then once Naboo becomes a pawn it's like okay you know we can do this together but but you have to let me you know be who I am and mm-hmm. stuff so I don't know it's just, it was like a it was finally a time for Naboo to really feel what it was like to be to Used. be toyed with yep. and and. So I, I kind of liked that that character development between uh, Naboo and and Khalid, and yeah. then you, and then you get to see uh, you finally get to see what's going on with Aquawoman. She finally, I love that battle suit. Yes, Aquawoman, who is kick ass, strong uh, woman, uh, is going to basically uh, take her her um, her people and attack the surface and uh, stop. Um, dark side at least try to but she's i really like her character i really was missing her you know what i loved what uh cliff richards his art um was really good for the for the whole aquaman scene beautiful especially the scene in her costume i just i was reading through this and i'm always iffy on weekly books because when you have a weekly book and even though this isn't a weekly book they still use two artists three crazy no, two the other one was an inker um, that was an artist for World's End, the Earth 2 version, they don't break it down. We'll get to that right in a minute. They don't break any of the art down. So you, there's all these artists. You have no clue who's, who's who. They don't match half the time. But in this, they actually give you pages. That is a thumbs up, DC. I like to know who draws what. That's true. And I, I love like the that fact too. I now know Cliff Richards. I love what he did here. Um, as opposed to Earth 2 World's End, um, which we're getting right into... Which is written by the same people. Was uh, it? Yeah. Well, it was written by the same people, which I, which I really kind of like, though, because it's able it to was. tell the much more... Con- much with more Colin Bunn. Well, yeah. Col- I think Colin Bunn is the one that's just doing the, the overarching thing. Okay. So, Breakdowns by Scott McDaniel. Art by Eddie which is, Barrows. Which is interesting. So, basically, Scott McDaniels did, did thumbnails for everything, and then people use those thumbnails to... So basically, draw their sequences. We're not going to talk about that. But no, 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 no. No, that's the new thing because you know that's what happens on Batgirl too. But but that's what's so weird about it though because because if I remember correctly, he used to be a great artist. No, I think he still is. I mean, he is a great artist. I'm I mean, sorry, Scott that Daniels. Yeah, that Scott wasn't Daniels a was a was a workhorse. He's an amazing artist. I'm you just, know, he got curious. he got shit done stuff. Okay, so art is Eddie Barrows and Eber Ferreira, R. B. Silva and Walden Wong. Eduardo Pancia and Mark Deering, Jorge Jimenez and Tyler Kirkham. Love. So there's only four artists, which is great. You know, there's only four artists this time. And but it's so funny though because I can because I'm a fan of RB Silva's and I'm a fan of uh, Jorge Jimenez. Who I that? that was Jorge. That is amazing. My favorite pages to look at um, are towards the end. Uh, it's 
I love the way he draws. And yeah. that's what I mean. It's weird because sometimes, I'll tell you, um, I don't talk about it anymore much, but uh, Batman Eternal being a weekly book, there's normally multiple artists. Mm-hmm. And sometimes the art is gorgeous. And sometimes I swear they pulled someone off the street and said, here, doodle this. <laughs> and that's, but that's what, that's, if you want a book that's weekly, that's going to happen because you, you can't have one artist on a weekly book. I just don't think it's possible. Um, what I did you think it, of this story? Now we're back to the war. We're back to the main cast, which it's been of uh, Power Girl, who now has a shield on her, covering her boob window. You've got why Batman. Does she, why does she have the shield? You didn't read the last issue? I did. I want you to explain uh, it. Well, in this world, so he already said that in Earth 2, Darkseid kills all the, the, the Trinity. Well, Desaad has taken Clark Kent, Kal-El, Superman's body and has used it to actually power a lot of things, ca- uh, making these like not super soldiers, the wrong universe. No, they were they, they were, were like super soldiers. They were, yeah, they were monsters. They were things. super parademon thingies. So, in a touching thing, Lois Lane, Red Tornado, finds the body and he dies. He sacrifices himself yep. in order to uh, in order to, to destroy all of the uh, parademon. Yeah, the 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 new parademon yeah. monsters that Desaad created. So, Power Girl takes the shield and finally covers up that boob window. <sighs> Sad. That her boob window's gone? Yeah, that too. Now, <laughs> um, I really like what's happening with Helena because it's really weird. When the New 52 started, you had Huntress and Power Girl and her journey from being on... Both of their journeys is amazing. Both of their journeys, but I mean Helena especially. It's been really weird because I don't really think they knew what to do with them when the New 52 started. They didn't want to show their cards at all. So you, you knew they were from Earth 2, but you really had no clue what had happened. And here they are. Power Girl is now one of the survivors. And Helena, thankfully, is a survivor. But is she addicted to, to the miracle? The, uh, the, uh, is she going to become addicted like Grandpa? You know... Because he had to use it to save her in the last. Yep. I don't know. This is a this is a really great story, you guys. And if um if you're not reading it, I really think that you should. It's almost over. Or get the get the um or when it um when, when it, it comes is, out in trade when it is traded and yeah. you can definitely pick it up. Where rich at whatever, located at five forty eight Castro Street between eighteenth and nineteenth. So again, it, I know it's uh, it sounds like a lot of story to pick up because it, it's been going on for a while and it's issue 18 and issue 31. So um, I would just say pick it up and trade. It's really worth it. Uh, a know, lot of superheroics, a lot of stuff going on. I got to say this book has come a long way since they launched it with the gay Green Lantern. And that's what made people buy it when it first started. It was like, that's oh my God, a, he's gay. That's not even a really big part of it. No. Although although I really liked how, because, because you know, spoiler alert, uh, his, uh, his partner is back and his partner has superpowers too. And it's very interesting because um his partner can't remember him and so he's having these 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 uh, these flashes of love uh of love lost so it's it's interesting and i really want to see how they're going to play with that after this war is over i really do hope that uh oh that uh that that earth 2 uh survives the convergence and we have some information that we want to talk about a little bit later so so stay tuned uh rich Let's talk about a great little book that's out. Number one sold out. Number it, two sold out. And it deserves to. This is a really great story. And the story that we're talking about is... Lady Killer from Dark Horse Comics. It is issue number two. It is 
Written by Joel Jones. I think, I don't know how to do it with the little thing. Yeah, Joel. Joel Jones and Jamie S. Rich. Oh, coming to a theater near you. Is it? I don't know, but it oh, sounds it like would, it would be. This would be great yeah. on like AMC. Oh my God, could you imagine that? I really, honestly, you guys, if you're not reading the story, it is fantastic. Oh, and Colors by Laura Allred. Yeah. Look at that. Letters by Crank. <laughs> uh, it had an exclamation, so I had to do something. Yeah. So Crank. tell us, the premise is basically housewife. She's an assassin. Yeah, a housewife that it, it, it's a. It sounds so contrived. It really does. Like but it oh, works. and and it's and it's set in the fifties. She's a housewife and she's an assassin. Okay, and it sounds kind of contrived because like oh, housewife assassin. But the thing that, in my opinion, that makes it a little bit different is is you have this this duality to the character. There's this really weird dichotomy in the fact that. And in the second issue, you get to see a little bit about because in the first issue, you get to see her and in you action. see and you see her in action. You're like and, and the readers kind of left with what the hell is going on with this with this beautiful woman and, and her family. Right. What's going on. Right. But in the second one, you get to see a little bit more about this character. And the thing that really stuck out to me is this is a woman uh, this character um, that is really trying to be a good mother. Uh-huh. And but that's the thing that's crazy is she is really like you don't really see that that kind of uh, uh of 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 issue coming up with with a character like this yeah. you know she really wants it's not a cover to her you know she really cares she about her family she really but she really cares about them so she's and and when you think about what what the um what the writers are trying to do and and making it about um. Uh, in the fifties, women need to stay home. They need to, you know, it's all about family, family, family. And and she's trying to live that idea, at least in my mind. You know, my critique is that she's trying to live that life. She wants to be that good wife. Yeah, well, but she is a but she's a damn good assassin. Yeah. And so it, I cannot wait for these two lives to kind of come into come into uh. And, and clashing, and you I think get, that's next issue. And you get a little bit, you get a little bit of that, you know, mm-hmm. when when she gets her next assignment, and 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 they allude to it because her handler, her handler is is um is 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 kind of like you know picking at her. He he's like the suave, um, the suave single guy, and yet here's this this woman who has this who has this life, and she's trying to juggle both, and and you can't you you, you can't I guess. You know, talking about the fifties and. So Agent Carter, every every episode brings home the fact that, you know, you're a woman. You go get the coffee. In this, her boss still treats her with a ton of disrespect, even though she's been with them 15 years. She loves her job. Um, I read it a bit differently. I didn't. I, I read it a bit differently in the fact that, that he was saying to her, look, this is not a full, this is not what your career needs to be be about you know where are you going what are you doing with this you know and she's like and she's and she's like and she's like look i found what i do i'm doing what i like yada 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 and he's like well you know you're getting kind of long in the tooth you know i think that's what he was saying it's like are you either going to go up or or, or are we gonna have to put you out i read it as a little bit of disrespect because a he was really late b he's like i don't have to look at you you know um, the whole thing with the cat, uh, her being difficult because women are difficult because she has this family. He's questioning the family part. I know Can exactly. You do it exactly. But but that's the thing. It's like 
it's like there was these, there was two things that were going on in this book to me. Well, especially in in um, in that scene that was going on, the 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 manager or or her her boss was like, look, you know, you can't put family before this job. Yeah. You know, where are you going with this? And I and you don't really see that. You don't really see that in, in comic books, you know. So I really want to see, and then and then she was that the last the very the last, last panel of the book. She was begging for him to say, "You have to stay." That way, she can say no. Uh huh. It's really really good book. I really and I really hope that they fast track this and and make it into a television series or do something with it because I really think this is like serial mom. Yeah, <laughs> serial mom meets. What Kill Bill? Well, no, that's what that's what Gene said on the on oh, the track. No, the, so well, the Gene first like, issue, the well, first Gene issue, Gene said like Serial Mom, and I think it'd be awesome if it was like Mad Men mixed with Serial yeah, Mom. Fantastic. Because the first issue really was you felt it was kind of like a Serial Mom because you had no clue about the next, you know, issue two, but you really you but you like the character. I mean, you liked. I really, I just really liked this character because at first I was like, yeah, I don't know, you know, that it. Uh, 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 an assassin who's doing, you know, who has a family. Eh, you know, I've seen that before. Oh, the second issue though. Second issue nails it. Yeah, second issue nailed it for me. I'm, I'm gonna, I'm definitely gonna pick it up. Definitely gonna pick it up. So I want to talk about a book that came out this week from Image Comics. See, we're, we're, we're spreading out here now. It's Images time. It's called Birthright. Can we do Saga first? No, I just wanna, I just wanna mention that. Okay. Um, Birthright, written by Joshua Williamson. And we love Birthright. And co-creator and artist is Andrea Bresson. Adriano Lucas is the colorist. And Pat Brousseau is the letterer. This is issue five. It's the last part of the arc. Not only does it tie the arc up, but wow, does it leave you wanting more. Um, I cannot wait for the next issue, and I have to wait two months. So sad. Well, that's um, that's that's what they do. I know, and it gets you. The last page. Did you read this? I I read I I read most of it. Wow. Um, the book we've talked about it before. I think we've talked about every issue. Um, I think we have actually. I love this book. The art is gorgeous. You know, you have a hero, who. It's actually a villain. Who's actually a villain? But he's a hero to his family, and. He has his dad's full support, but and the mom, you hate the mom. Um, yeah, again with that duality. Again, really good. And a, this book uses flashbacks once again to tell the story. So you get a little flashback. You see the woman he's supposed to marry. You see the mar woman he married. Um, crazy book, and we're going to give it to you free. Well, one person we're going to give to free. Why don't you tell them all about that? So what we're going to start doing is every month, uh, we're, every month we're going to start giving doing a giveaway in which if you are, you know, a, uh, a constant listener and a constant uh, provider of content on our on our Facebook page, the Facebook group, we will give you a, a graphic novel. Yeah, you know, gonna, we're going to pick a name out of all those who have been posting, have been and, posting. And, and, and keeping the community alive and growing. Mm. We're going to give you Birthright, Volume 1, and an Image First graphic novel, which contains nine number ones. 
so you can check out lots of the goodness the image is offering. Yes. So so tell your friends. Um, tell your friends um, and or not if you want to if you want to get the get the book yourself. So again, uh, this comes out. Uh, the the trade paperback comes out when Rich March fourth. So you have up until March second. We will uh, to to post, and we will pick that winner right here. Yeah, and then and then you will you can come by whatever located at five forty eight Castro Street, located between eighteenth and nineteenth. Yep, you can come in on Wednesday, and we'll uh, and we'll we'll hook you up with uh, with again a birthright, uh, the first graphic novel as well as an image uh, graphic novel. Uh, uh, image first. Image first. Image firsts, which is a collection of image number one books. So again, tell your friends. We will be posting about this on our various you know Twitter stuff like that and stuff stuff like that. So stuff like that and stuff like that. <laughs> so so come to the uh, Facebook page, and and subscribe. Uh, we are going to be putting up a. Uh, we are going to be putting this on YouTube, like I said. Subscribe YouTube. to YouTube. We are. We're going to YouTube. We are. We're, we're, you said we're going to the iTunes. Uh, you were going to YouTube, and we're going to iTunes. Uh, wow. because we want to be everywhere that that you, you want to be. So hey, we're like Mastercard, or is that American Express? That's American Express. No. <laughs> they could charge too much. Everywhere you want to be. I just want to tell you about one little book before we get talking about what DC did. Um, Saga is back. Number twenty-five came out. For those of you who have been waiting. Very patiently all these months. Uh, you will not be disappointed. Once again, Saga number 25 from Image Comics. Uh, Brian K. Vaughn, writer. Fiona Staples, the amazing Fiona Staples, does the art. Letters and design by Phonographics. Um, wow. You know, you're not supposed to be depressed when you read something. This is amazing. But knowing the trials and tribulations this family is going through is so heart-wrenching uh you learn again about you know hazel the baby and the dad and oh yes so good i'm not going to go into this we want to talk about other things just letting you know number 25 saga is out so come and pick it up please um, okay, so we're going to switch gears right now. We're going to talk about some popular stuff that's going on. And one of the most popular things is is Dan Didio, our, our good friend. Oh, good friend. Dan Didio came out and stated. He came out? No, he didn't. Anyway, uh, he left. Uh, he, he basically went on uh, Comic Book Resources. And you can check this out on comicbookresources.com. And he started talking about uh, uh, DC Comics releases full post new 52 series line and shares new artwork basically what he talks about is what's going to happen after convergence and we have an opinion about that so we have an opinion we have an opinion about this so we're going to talk about it and i suggest if you want to if you want and you want to um if you want to comment uh on mixlr live or on the facebook you can or you can live tweet us at the geek chat um and let us know what you think of what dan didio said or if you're listening to this podcast later on hit us up on the facebook and let us know yes let us know uh because what's happening which is which is which is actually kind of bizarre to me is is the one that kind of stands out to me is the branding the new 52 is going away yes finally you say finally it's been three years. It's not new anymore. Yeah. After the first year, it's not new anymore. But I, that was the one thing, and people were like, that's the one thing that stood out for me? And it's like, yeah, kind of it was. And the only reason why it has is because they put a lot of backing and a lot of, and a lot of you know, 
money and into into that rebranding and now it's like what's going on but 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 basically the 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 crux of the article is that um they're all about telling new stories yes story over continuity continuity has become a bad word i don't think it should be a bad i totally agree Oh, I'm sorry. Um, I totally agree that uh, continuity is not a bad word. I do believe that people should uh, respect continuity. You um, should be able to write a story, any story, and still respect the continuity. I totally agree. Jeff Johns did it for, what, three three years? More than that. More than three years. There's no reason to, to say that or, you know, or to do that. They wrote a bunch of good JSA stories, and that was all about continuity. That was about a legacy. And if you, I know the big thing was, well, we can't tell stories about married people. Bullshit. I'm calling bullshit on that. That was a a big thing for them. That's why, you know, Spider-Man got divorced. And Dan Didio has been trying to get Lois and Clark unmarried for years. And it happened. I mean, I mean, don't get me wrong. I do like, I do like the, the new thing about, uh, the love between Superman and, and Wonder Woman. I, I, I like that. That's interesting. It's not going to last, you know, but I think there could have, you can work. It just screams lazy writing to me. Thank you. Me too. You know, you don't need to reboot shit just to, just to tell new stories. I'm going to say, you can let these characters grow up. Yeah. And the other thing is how much, confidence do you have in your brand if you have to reboot every couple years now this isn't a complete reboot guys this is just them saying we're going to give you 24 new books and we're going to let the writers tell their stories with some continuity you know maybe they want to be fresh and innovative and looking at some of these books diversity they want to be more diverse I don't know. Okay, so so we're gonna read we're gonna read through the list um, real quick Just and, the and let us know what you like or, or what you know floats your boat or you know. So but Batman Beyond is not, is supposed to be someone else coming out of Future's End. It's not going to be Terry McGinnis, is what the big rumors are. That's bullshit. I'm calling bullshit on that. Well, I don't like that. So and then we got Batmite, and I must—I don't know what that's about. It seems like it's going to be. Yeah, no, no, it's going to be a comedy title. <laughs> yes. Oh lord. Okay. Bizarro. Uh, Bizarro. I'm kind of interested in. But I'm confused. Uh, in didn't they introduce Lex making Bizarro? And now after reading Grant Morrison's Multiversity, there is a Bizarro world. So is this Bizarro the Bizarro world, or is this Bizarro? Because Bizarro is going to be seen in either action or Superman, one of the two. Uh, very confusing as to their own continuity, but they don't care, so why should we? Uh, Black Canary is going to be a new book written by the same writer that does Batgirl now. Which is amazing because it literally, I don't know what they're doing with uh, with back, with um, Black Canary. It really looks like they're trying to catch, they're, they're trying to cash in on the, uh, on the Spider-Gwen, the Spider-Gwen um, fan. Do you know what? I got to be honest, and I, I can't be anything but honest. If that was spoiler... And it was written in that vein. I think more people would be okay because I've had so many people come in and tell me that it's not Barbara. No, it's not. Why? Why don't they just let? But it's it's. And I'm not. I'm not. I'm not saying anything bad about the book. I'm just telling you that people people who want to read about Barbara Gordon, and again, this is where I think their their idea of continuity 
is be damned because they want to tell Batgirl stories now. So in a way, I got to say, in a way, the way they want, DC wants new readers, and I, I hate to say it this way, but it's just like a giant middle finger once again to all the people that have been reading their comics for the past 20 years. Because you're going to take these and you're going to, they're going to put spins on them now. So it's not the characters we I know. I just don't think, I, I just don't see Diana being a party girl or being in a rock band. Dinah. Dinah. Not Diana. Sorry, Dinah. But it just doesn't make sense. But we don't anyway. know. We, we don't know anything about these yeah. books. All we know is what we see. Yeah. Uh, so there's your Earth 2. It's now called Society. Well, you're, you're, we're going to read them all. I figured. So Constantine, oh, the, the Hellblazer, Hellblazer, which I'm assuming is, is you think it's going to be based on the television show? I think it's going to be more dark because if you look, uh, Riley Rossmo, who is an amazing artist. Yes. And James Tinian IV, which I am fascinated with this man and his writing. If you're not reading The Woods, read The Woods. But anyhow, I think this is going to be more of a horror book. Okay. Instead of being tied, like, into the DC, I think it's be a good horror book. Well, uh, then there's Cyborg, and and I think it's great that they're that they're doing Cyborg. Of course, it's for the it's for promotion for the movie. Yep, we are getting a black character, so so it is they are trying to do the the diversity thing, which is great. Um, but I don't know, like I, Cyborg is a character. Eh, I, I don't think he deserves his own book yet. Miniseries, give him a twelve issue miniseries. But the artist is amazing. Ivan Reyes doing doing cyborg. Yeah, I'm so there for that. that. Yeah, I'm sorry. I love. So then we have Dark Universe by James Tinian the Fourth once again, and this is basically going to be taking the place of Justice League Dark. So is this the Grant Morrison universe, or is this something? No, this is all fifty two. Okay, this 52. is all in the new okay. fifty two. Uh, the old. New, okay. The old new fifty two. So we have. Uh, the Green Lantern, Lost which is the Army. Lost Army. So it's like, okay, whatever. We have Doomed. That what? is the story of a young Doom. Uh, Doom, the the uh, Doomsday. It's a young Doomsday. Uh, Lord. Okay, moving right along. Earth 2 Society, which I really hope, I really hope is about... It um, is. The group. Great. Then I'm so there for that because they've been doing so many, so much world building in in the aftermath of what's going on with the uh, dark side that I'm so excited. I really believe that uh, that just spoiler. My belief is that um, Dick Grayson is going to become the Batman. Hey, as long as that Wildcat's in there, I'll be happy. So cool. So uh, cool. So I'm excited for this. Paul Levitz writing Dr. Fate. It's cool. Harley, go ahead. Harley Quinn and Power Girl hot off their team up in Harley Quinn's book is going to be a mini series. Oh. I guess it's supposed to be a mini series of Harley Quinn and Power Girl. Justice League of America. I don't know. Brian Hitch. Mm. Brian Hitch is doing both the writing and mm. the art. I'd, and mm. this is going to be a story that is not in continuity from what I understand by reading. It's just tales of imagine it being tales of the JLA. So. Oh lord. Okay I, moving I right along. Okay. Uh, Justice, Justice League, League 3001. The it so Justice League three thousand will be it's getting canceled okay. and it'll be relaunched as Justice League three thousand one. Martian Manhunter with uh, Rob Williams and Ben Oliver. Um, I'm really fan of Ben Oliver's art, so I most likely will pick it up. Though I have no idea what's going on. Um, this iteration of of Martian Manhunter has been okay. Been he all seems, over the place. He seems a he little stuffy. In the JLA. He wasn't in the no no no. no. I'm talking about his personality. He's, oh. a bit, he's a bit stuffy, but whatever. Mid all, yeah, Midnighter. I don't. Midnighter. I don't know. We're getting so this is making headlines because DC is finally giving a gay character. 
yeah, a title. But is he? But is he going to be gay in the story? You know, uh, that's the question. You know, who knows? Who like, knows? well, I, I want Apollo to show up. Hell. Oh yeah. You know? Mystic U, which I am on. It says, "Stay tuned for artist info." So I have no clue what that's mm, about. I assume some Harry Potter thing. I don't know. Omega uh, Man, excited for. Yeah. Good to see that. Prez. Which is going to be a miniseries, which was a book from, I believe, the 60s or 70s. I have no idea. Red Hood. Red Arsenal. Hood slash Arsenal. Yes. Starfire is leaving them. She's getting her own book. So it's just going to be Red Hood and Arsenal. Robin, son of Batman. So Batman and Robin, you're going to cry, but Batman and Robin is canceled. Well, I mean, Patrick Leeson is writing it, so I'm not really... He's too, writing and doing the I'm arts. not really so keen about that, but I will pick it up just to see what's going on. And his art, it'll be beautiful. It makes me, it, it makes me wonder if he's going to keep his powers or not, but I don't know. Section 8, limited series, by Garth Ennis and John McRae. What a great team they are. I'm going to be killing a lot of people in that book. Starfire is getting her own book. And does she need her own book? Uh, well, we're, you said to stay positive. So, yes, she okay. does. All right. You know. And we are Robin. I have no idea what the hell that is. That is going to be, uh, I think it's, uh, well, it's all the Robins that have been Robin are a group. But I think it's supposed to be, you know, in Teen Titans, how they the Wonder Girl, she has her Wonder Girl group. All those little people are the, like, big Wonder sure. Girl fans. Sure. Uh, I think it's supposed to be that. I think it's supposed to be an inspiring book. Okay. Well, I, I'm I'm inspired. I'll read it. So um, a lot of good things coming up. Yeah. So that's the stuff that's coming out, and then we're gonna talk about the ongoing titles, well, which are gonna stay. That's all staying. Do we have to talk about that? Yeah, I want to talk about ones that I'm happy. We'd have okay. to read them all, but the ones that I'm happy to, that are that are staying that I read now are Gotham Academy. I'm happy that that's staying. I'm really excited for that. Oh, We Are Robin spins out of one of the End Games books, by the way. Okay. Next time we'll talk about it. Okay. I'm excited for Grayson because I really like that story. See, um, I really like what's going on with that. I like this spiral. I like I like this. See, Midnighter that, was on that exactly. But that's the thing. The thing that I like about that is 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 all the stuff that happened in uh, Forever Evil. He that character is growing. You know, this character is changing and becoming something new. His identity was revealed, so he became a secret agent. Okay, fine. Let's keep on going with that. Like why? Why was it okay for them to do that with Grayson, but it's not okay to do it with other people? Is it because Grayson is is not a top tier character? I don't know. They, it, I really like that book, and I really well, like the direction okay. they're doing. The with fact it. that you say this is the funny thing. The fact you ask if Dick Grayson, who's been around forever, isn't a top tier character. When did he? When did they decide that he wasn't going to be? He has been around longer than any of them. Yeah, I agree. Um, I'm happy that Superman Wonder Woman is staying and the art and the art and writing team of Peter Tomazi and Doug Mankey is staying. So I'm excited for that. And that's, uh, I mean, I would say that I'm kind of uh, excited for Batgirl, but I'm kind of not. I don't know what's going on with Batgirl, you know, but I don't know. I just want to say. And then Secret Six. But the, but she got a really good artist, you know, now for it. Dale, Dale Eagle Sham. Yeah, so I'm very happy that they finally, you know, not to say anything about Ken Lashley, but but his art was a bit Dark, too muddy. Yeah, you know, so so to have a, a clean lines. Uh, Love sounds, Dale Eagle Sham. Sounds really really good. Um, we're dead by the way. No one's hearing us. Oh, what happened? I don't know. Let's keep talking. Uh, what happened? I don't know. That is so bizarre. So if you're listening to us, can you mix LRS and let us know that we're still on? Uh, that would be great. So I just want to say that I'm really excited for Secret Wars. I'm really looking forward to it. 
the more they talk about it, the more excited I am. Um, oh, Gene can hear us, so um, let's keep talking. Oh, I want to read something real quick. So we have four minutes. We so that theory. was really bizarre. So, yes. so yeah, we're here. So good. I'm glad okay. that we're still we're still alive um, and not we're alive and kicking. So we have a theory for Avengers. My husband Cougar thinks that this is what might happen. Battle World Theory. Oh lord. Uh, in the Avengers story arc, Adapt or Die, there was a planet hurtling towards Earth, and the Avengers discover a way to phase the planet into the same space as the Earth 616. And I made a mistake. It's not the Avengers. It was the Illuminati. They were the ones that discovered it. The hip-hop Illuminati? Yes. So uh, the planet is out of sync with the colliding universes. As time runs out, has progressed, we find out that there are only 24 remaining universes. Now the theory is, Kook's theory is that the Avengers will come up with a plan to save the 616, and in doing so, a part of the each 24 Earths will be mashed out of sync or into the out of sync planet as well. Yes. And the last incursion occurs. All 24 universes will be destroyed, but leaving the rogue planet as the only remaining world battle world. I think that's really pretty cool. I think you heard it here first. This is our predictions. Let us know what your Oh shit! Let us know what let us know what your predictions are as well on the Facebook. You can go to facebook.com and then uh, search for the Geek Chat uh, group and join. Again, just to let you know we have three minutes before we wrap up. We are uh, starting a monthly giveaway starting in May. No March. March sorry, starting in March. <laughs> yeah. um, so again, uh, the only stipulations is that you have to post and be an active member of our community that and listen to us. And listen to us. That's pretty much it. You know, um, so Gene can hear us and Yafa can hear us. Hi, Yafa. Uh, hi, Gene. So I really want to say right now, um, wouldn't it be really cool if DC for one year gave the DC universe to Grant Morrison to play with his ideas for a year? No. Could you? Uh, why? No. That'd oh, be, that'd be come bananas. on. That would be awesome. You need to. You need to get some fresh ideas in here. Give like the Earth ones. But his fresh idea. But his fresh ideas. Are, never mind. I'm not gonna speak ill of Grant Morrison because, because I will slap you because I do. I do like some of his stuff, but but by and large, oh, I would love not it. my cup of tea. I would love it. I think it'd be awesome to see what he would do with the DCU. Uh, one thing I wanted to say is yes. um, so before as we're wrapping up. Uh, watch watch television shows uh, for comic books because we need to keep them going. Um, I started watching Agent Carter. Finally, I've only been on his butt for how yeah, long to listen Jean to it. Gene and Rich have really oh. been on me about watching it. So I sat down. I binge watched it this weekend. I have to say it was really, really good. I didn't expect what was going to happen. And the whole, the whole thing with the Red Room, what the hell was that about? I totally didn't expect that, and you know that's going to come up in in a in a, the next. Uh, well, it's going to come up in the next Avengers movie when they give uh, when they give um, uh, Black Widow more backstory. Yes, I, I honestly believe that they are going to uh, mention Leviathan as a as a um, a counter to Hydra. That would be cool. You know, because I mean, just seeing everything in the just because I was wondering, it's like if if they're going to tie their their movie verse to uh to agent carter how could they do that well of course you go back and you make some revisionist history you know what else they did hmm. she's in the new ant-man in the prequel this week or last week she shows up yeah with I, the the last uh, uh 
we watched it on Hulu, and last week's wasn't on there yet. So we couldn't. We're, we're all the way up to the uh, Howling Commandos was the last one that we. That watched. was a good one. That was a very good one. Oh yeah. Gotta yeah. shot that little girl. Come on now. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note. Whoa. And on that note. All right. We're hey, out of go time. to the Facebook page. We'll see you all later. All right. Hugs and kisses. Best wishes. And again, uh, thank you to uh, our sponsor. Whatever. Um, please support local comic book stores um, because they live and die by their cells. So please, please support. Where are they located? 548 Castro Street, located between 18th and 19th. And again, uh, we'll be on. Well, this episode will be on tomorrow, uh, tomorrow afternoon. Hey, Love come in Wednesday. Bye. Come in Wednesday. Bye.